Is This a Ghost is sponsored by our dear, our good, I would say our best friends. Uh, at, yeah, uh, I don't have a better yeah. friend at this point. <laughs> at Pickney Bend Distillery. We're good friends, but you've never given me nearly as much um, whiskey and gin as they have. Mm. So uh, we love them, and they listened to our podcast for the first time, <laughs> I think ever, uh, by force last mm. week. And uh, it went fine. Yeah, I mean, for us it went fine. For them, they didn't seem to like it very much. <laughs> uh, Terry did ask, what was a, uh, is this it? Yeah, quote, that's, is this it? She yeah. asked that on air in the middle of the podcast, which is really exciting for everybody. Um, what you love to hear. Really, yeah, from your <laughs> primary sponsor. The only person keeping, keeping, the, keeping the engine running here mm-hmm. isn't quite sure if this is it. But they did load us up with, uh, with free bottles of alcohol afterwards, After- so it must have it, gone fine. Yeah, couldn't, yeah. What are you drinking now? You drinking one of those uh, one of those fine I, delicacies? I poured myself about uh, two and a half fingers of stout cask, which is oh, that is the best. It is, it is delightful. It is a delight for the senses. Uh-huh. I love the smell of it, uh-huh. I love the feel of it. Uh-huh. Like when I accidentally spill some, and um, <laughs> I put my face down on my desk yeah. and I slurp a little bit, and then that really aerates it. So you really get all the flavors across mm. your tongue. It's really nice. I pour it into a into a tea saucer just to you know let it acclimate, <laughs> and then sure. I uh, you know snort. you get a special straw that you make. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And I <laughs> snorted like a like a, like like Captain Jack Sparrow. And so and then you know that's that's my evening right there. So. And that's uh, and that's the podcast. That's how we do this show. That's how we keep doing it week after week. <laughs> uh, I I thought about opening the stout cast, but I'm I'm saving my bottle because it's it is. I think it might be my favorite thing that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Good for you. Yeah, uh, you're not, not saving yours, huh? Bullshit. No way. No. 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 <laughs> I could, I could, I could step in front of a bus tomorrow, and I want to step in front of that bus full of stout cask. So uh, that's true. That's a good actually, point. Although that will, yeah, the toxicology is going to come back a little funny on that one. They're like, there's a little like causation yeah. correlation question <laughs> happening here. I think. I mean, the bus company is going to be very interested in knowing how much stout cask was in my veins when I stepped in front of that, <laughs> in front of the number three coming up Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, that's what's going on. Good. And now that you've actually met the folks at Pickney Bend, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? Your reviews? Uh, very friendly. You know, um, aren't they? A lot friendlier than I thought they would be. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just very you know generous. Uh, very professional uh, facility. First off, I'm sure we'll. It's yeah. I've already shared some photos. If you haven't checked out our Instagram or our Facebook, go check them out. I've shared some photos. I didn't ask if there were any like trade secrets in there. So let's not let's not let's just not tell Tara that. We- yeah. That we shared them, but we did share them. So yeah, go, mm-hmm. go check out their facility. It's really, it's a fantastic space. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like they do tours, right? I'm sure they get tours. Oh, yeah. we got a tour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, so <laughs> anybody listening right now, just go straight to New Haven. Like the, 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 the highway just like dead ends basically at Pinckney Bend. So mm-hmm. just uh, go in, ask for Tara. If she's not there, just wait around for a few hours. She'll show up. And yeah. then uh, just say, hey, She'll you know. I'm crawling out of her hole. And <laughs> <laughs> Who summons me? Um, <laughs> and she'll give you a tour. And uh, don't take no for an answer because she can be she can be a little silly sometimes. So uh, yeah, yeah. She's if she says no, she's that's a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's being very deadpan, but it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's just her it's her brand of humor. Very dark. Um, yeah. And then after four or five hours, she'll either give you a tour, um, or you'll get a free ride out of town. One of the two. So that's right. So, hey, this has gone on long enough. If you like good things and good people like we do, then uh, go check out Pickney Bend Distillery, P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. 
Uh, go check it out. Hey, by the way, we grabbed some shirts while we were there, too. And you know the backs of the shirt that I got say, um, think pink, drink pink, which I like. Um, I was oh, like, um, but it's also, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, I have, this is one last pitch for the, this is a long ad, I'm sorry, everybody, but I do have mm. one last pitch for, for them. Um, mm. That's good. That's a good slogan. But I also mm. think if you're going to go that route, what about, what do you think about this? Mm. Pinkney Bend. Get bent. I mean, I, how, about, how about this? Pinkney Bend. Think, drink, drink, drink. I mean, that's think, what drink, I would yeah. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I that mean, checks it, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll argue with okay. that. Yeah. Get right, bent well, is probably a little bit, uh, a little bit edgier. So, yeah. Maybe they'll go that route. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great. Mm hmm. Everybody, welcome back to Is This a Ghost? Uh, I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell my friend Patrick Dean a real ghost story from real history, and I don't think he takes it real seriously. I don't. I take it real not seriously, every which week. is hurtful because I spent a lot of I, I spent a lot of time researching. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I remember a lot of my yeah. heart and soul into this actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like today, I texted you. I think last night at like eleven o'clock, and said, "Hey, you want to record tomorrow?" And then this morning, I got the thumbs up, mm-hmm. and I said. Oh. Now it's time to, to, to learn about a ghost. <laughs> I'm not sure where my levels are. They look they look higher than last time, but they're not. I haven't touched anything. Well, the good news is I can adjust yeah. that on my side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They look a little to a point. Yeah. They look a little higher than they were before. You can okay. You, you can bring it down, right? I can bring it down. What I would like you to not do is mm. touch anything. Right. Well, so when you asked me to I still take, have some blooper reels when you, <laughs> of uh, what happens when you do that. When you when you had me like unpack all my shit and yeah. put it in a bag and bring it yeah. to New Haven, Missouri. I want to say your shit is uh, one microphone and one handheld mixer. Yes. And exactly. one cable? With how many knobs on it? I count. <laughs> it's true. I didn't ask you to, to mess with the knobs. Well, but. It's a long, it's a long it's drive. It's All a right, long you make drive. a good point. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be great. It cannot possibly be worse than the day that the fucking ghoul screamed into the mm-hmm. into my ears. Mm-hmm. I'm still so. not sure what button that was. I took that button off of there. Actually, <laughs> I removed that button surgically, and uh, and I put epoxy over the hole, mm-hmm. and you can no longer do anything that does that. Maybe it's the ghost. Don't try. Could be. No, don't, don't, don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't bother testing it. Just take my word for it. It doesn't work anymore. How was your day today? Long. It was very long. First off. Yeah. I want to, good. I want to preface that. Pretty long. Is this this like a content warning Mm -mm. or like a, like a performance warning? No. Wait, what do you mean? Are you going to be bad because. You were, uh, it was a long day? It's been oh. 60 some odd episodes. You would know if I was going to be bad by now, I think. <laughs> Is Axel going to be good? Yeah. I heard him in the background. He seems ready to go. Yep. I think I'm going to, you know, I think for the future, I'm going to put him on his own microphone and then oh, I can just kind of like turn him, turn him down a little bit. You know what yeah, I mean? Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be Maybe great. Fix him in post. You could build him a zone with a little, little uh, recording studio. Mm-hmm. It is in the backyard under a laundry basket for two hours yep. every Monday. Maybe it's in the backyard under. <laughs> the ground <laughs> <laughs> still in the laundry basket but a few feet below the earth yeah oh boy 
Um, what else? Anything else going on? Mm, surprising a little. You got home safe, it looks like. You're still in your house, so that's good. Got home safe. I am back back in the uh, recording studio. Um, the girls traveled great. I thought for a three-year-old really? and a one-year-old, man, they they did that long haul. That five-hour drive was it was like nothing. Nice. That's wild. They did great. Do you have yeah. TVs? Do you have TVs in the car? We have no TVs in the car. Really? No TVs. Uh, that is we had stunning. An iPad that they Maple used for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she but threw up, was, and then yeah. she gave it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> And then uh, yeah, we just we did we we listened to a lot of Disney music. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and what a lot are the Frozen? And what do the kids want to hear? <laughs> they said, "Dad, can we please listen to? Uh, can we please put on NPR? Said, no. <laughs> God damn no. it! I love Encanto. And I here's the side. I do love Encanto. Here's what I decided. Mm-hmm. Encanto. I think. And I don't want to get tweets about this, but I think Encanto is the best Disney animated film to come out in the last thirty years. Ooh, see, I'm putting that flag in the ground. See it's that. fantastic. Now, I would, I would give you that. I would give you that. Except that Moana came out since then, and yeah. Moana is the best Disney movie that's come out. Here's my problem years. with Moana. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I love Moana. Mm. Uh, you know, the music from both those movies is Lin Manuel mm. uh, Miranda, which you know, great. The problem with Moana, I was always wondering, like, why? I, I was so excited for Moana. Mm-hmm. I even have like a, you know, before the movie came out, yes. by the way, just for the world, mm-hmm. I have a Hawaiian mythology tattoo, mm-hmm. a sizable one on my leg. Yeah. I was really excited for Moana. And then it came out and I was like, huh, I don't, something about it was not right. And it just was actually until this drive where I had really time to reflect on the Disney canon. <laughs> <laughs> and actually so swerve in other lanes and be like, Clayton, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Moana. Moana. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm being a wayfinder like uh, Moana's ancestors were. So Put you know. your arm back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the stars say yeah. this way, but uh, no, I was thinking because you know I wrote a I so I wrote a novel uh, called um, Nakua, which is also about Hawaiian mythology, mm-hmm. and it occurred to me this weekend thinking about Moana that there's so much like monster lore and like ghosts and creatures and gods mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Hawaiian mythology. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use any of it except for Maui. Hmm. Uh, and it's such a rich, like a rich lore. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed they didn't use uh, more of it. Uh, they just kind of made up their own things for this. Like a crab with with a bedazzled shell. Like that's nothing. Mm. That's nothing. Mm. It's nothing. Coconut monsters, they're super cute. Yeah. But that's nothing. It's nothing. They left, left out Mo'o. Mm-hmm. Are lizard demons. They left out uh, Mujina, the... The witch with no face. Mm-hmm. So all the, kinds of directions they could have gone. Right. All the like the really fucking terrifying, twisted, dark shit. They left yes. it out of a Disney princess movie? Yeah. I, wow. Yes. I, wow. Yes. Have you yeah. have, have you considered making a BuzzFeed article about this? Because hey, listen. This seems like this <laughs> I'm going to make a listicle. <laughs> BuzzFeed is dead, but I'm going to make a listicle. And listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney has done a lot worse than, uh, than scare a few children. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know if you noticed, but now they have to put disclaimers on the front of every one of their movies because mm-hmm. they... Uh, they have done horrible things in their past. Mm-hmm. They're yep. now atoning for. So mm-hmm. they could afford this. Yep. There are night marchers, which are ghosts of warriors that march through the night in the islands. And mm-hmm. if you see them, they steal your soul and you have to march with them. I get none of this fits. That'd be perfect none, for none Moana. Perfect for Moana. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Uh, my only regret about Moana is that they, like, it's literally a movie that is just like action sequence after action sequence after action sequence. And none of the Disney parks have decided maybe we should do like anything about Moana. 
Like it's yeah. it's it seems like literally any any five minute clip from Moana could be a pretty exciting adventure in any of the Disney theme parks. But instead, they're like, I don't know. Maybe we should make sure the rock doesn't like get canceled or something because <laughs> I mean, that's a fair yeah. <laughs> I, you should wait and see i i agree with that. i think he's fine probably but he seems you, you pretty milk toast but at the same yeah. time i don't know you want to be sure he's a big guy so he may yeah. like drop some weights on a baby or something and then nobody <laughs> wants to be him anymore so yeah. i don't know yeah they're making a live action moana if we saw we saw the casting call the other day oh that's a shame you think they'll cast be. the rock they should cast the rock as maui <laughs> it would be great if they cast like Kevin Hart as Maui. That would be <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, you're right with the part. And I, I don't. They have the Aulani Resort in in, uh, in Hawaii. I don't know if they do a, a Moana thing there. That would make sense. But it might be all Lilo and Stitch, you know. <sighs> yeah, yeah. When um, when we were at Disney World, the Lilo and Stitch ride was broken and emitting a sulfurous smell. I don't know what the fuck was going on in there. But that's was, a volcano. That's it, that's the that's the gas from a, from yeah. a volcano. Yeah. Is what so was. it was nauseating and mm-hmm. it closed. So I thought either something is in the process of dying in there, or I don't really know what's happening in there. But it was closed mm-hmm. for like a year. Aaron and I were talking about how the house in Encanto should be a Disney attraction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be, it's yeah. I mean, tailor made for it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, close on Haunted Mansion, open it back up as the Encanto house. I hold on. That's now I'm feeling triggered. <laughs> How dare you? And you know what? They should close down. Let's close down. Hey, I have It's a idea. limited amount of amount of room there, and the house is already there. So it's no different listen, coat of paint. It's a very paint. different kind of it's yeah. a different architectural style for from the jump. It doesn't make sense from any from inside or outside. Shut up. Shut up. You're making me very upset. Change and we haven't even started the podcast. And you're yet. fine. It's fine. No, but you know what they should do is take out it's a small world. No one wants that ride anymore. No one uh, wants that. No, because that, that's that's a ride that you go on to like punish your mother in law when she comes with you. Like, no, yeah. no, no, we're gonna go wait for it's a small world for <laughs> seventy five minutes. No, we don't need a fast pass for it. I'm just gonna like catch up on some emails in line. You keep an eye yeah. on the kids, right? I got that's two two things. First for. of all, I don't think you should punish your mother in law when she comes with you to Disney World because she's there to watch your children. So you want to keep <laughs> it depends mother, on how she's been. It depends on how she, on which day of the I trip it's true. If it's well, like it brings me to, if it's Thursday. Yeah. yeah, Thursday is not a great day to be t- <laughs> Disney World <laughs> <Okay>. trip. <laughs> okay, um, which brings me to my second point. Mm-hmm. You you could work in a mother in law punishment uh, section to mm-hmm. the Encanto house. <laughs> you could like the stairs could turn into a slide when mom goes up them, right? Like that would be a fun. And then she could go, and then it's like she just disappears through the floor. Mm-hmm. You don't see her again until uh, till the end of the ride. Yeah, and maybe like she's gotten like a martini in the meantime. You know, and she's like yeah, totally she's fine. fine. Yeah, everything's fine. She's yeah. great. Grammy yeah. is okay. I promise. Grammy is okay. Grammy's having martini mm-hmm. in the basement. Um, <laughs> or they like with Casita, uh, and it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they they send you to a door, right? Everyone gets their own door. Like the doors are all magical. Um, and the mother in law door is the one that um, it opens up into an empty void, and you fall down as soon as mm-hmm. you walk in, and then you're gone. And mm-hmm. the rest of us are going like um, playing with animals in the jungle and stuff. You know? Yep. Yeah. This could work. I think so. What, do you want to hear a ghost story? Mm. Or I will talk about Disney longer. <laughs> uh, I was excited. Amy was excited as well. They reopened Rock and Roller Coaster with oh, they did? with the original Aerosmith theme. They they were supposed to nice. close it and like reopen it with like an unannounced you know new licensing agreement. Yeah. But they reopened it like nah, fuck it. Aerosmith is fine. And yeah. Aerosmith still rules. Yeah, they, they yeah. do. They really they do. do. It's true. It's true. That's a great roller coaster. I love that concept. It's like 
it's so good. Just a great roller coaster with Aerosmith just blasting your mm. ears the whole time. Yep. It's it's so simple and so elegant. Yep. You know, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's like if Space Mountain went like three times faster into a street sign. Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> Is that what you want? Right. That's what we're gonna fucking do. Yeah. Um we should we should get to the story. Although this has been great because this is <laughs> since I did start researching this morning, it's not our it's not our longest episode. <laughs> it's gonna be mostly Disney Disney World episode and a little Disney. bit of ghost story at the end. Yeah, and then we'll slowly yeah. transition into a Disney Parks podcast over the next two weeks. I did spend some time, not this episode, but looking uh, to see like what other Disney related <laughs> ghosts I can come up with. I'm having a hard time mm. finding more, but they got to be out there. Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure. Do you think that's our next podcast? Mm, we were gonna do Disney uh, We were we, we were gonna do Follies of the 1800s. I thought. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so this is three. This is this. Is, so number three then will be Disney. Yeah, season three will be Disney. Yeah. So again, <laughs> I I can't keep saying it. it's not it's not season based. Um, this is well when we we could do these. So this is for the listeners. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Listen. If you want to hear Patrick and me talk more insane things about disasters of the 1800s and also Disney World, we're going to need a lot more listeners. I think <laughs> about a million more <laughs> listeners. And you could do your part by going and rating and reviewing and subscribing and telling all your friends to listen so that we can grow an empire. Um, because I can't, I can't do more than one podcast until I can quit my job to do this podcast. And we are... We're and infinite knows, money away from there. <laughs> and God knows I'm not researching any of these. So I'm no help. So I thought the 1800s disaster was going to be your thing. It actually could be. Pre- I, 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 we'll look into it. Maybe it'll be, it'll be, a, right. it'll be a quarterly podcast. It'll be, it'll be sure. That I'll do the research and send it to you and you can just tell the story. Bingo. Exactly. And I'll yes. pretend to be surprised. This sounds uh. great. Um, anyway. Moving on. I'm going to paint a word picture for you. Okay. The place is Southington, Connecticut. Hmm. Okay. You know Southington? I don't, but I know the people that live there. I'm pretty sure. I'm very close. <laughs> very just, close that I know the people that are living in Southington. Taking a flyer here. Yeah. We went to Connecticut. So we went on our famous Northeast road trip. Absolutely. Um, we met. Was... We met Alan Blade in in Connecticut. I believe it was. That was where we met Alan Blade. Right. Have we told God. the Alan Blade story? I don't think we've told the Alan Blade uh, that's, story. That might be a different podcast. That might be. I don't dis- think we have time. That might be disasters <laughs> of the 2000s. Actually. That was such a thing. I cannot believe that we did that. Still. <laughs> what a what a nightmare! What a, a before having ending. children adventure that was. Sure, sure was from t- from top to bottom, from the UPS store all the way through to the end of that story. All like the way every piece of it. Stealing was. an old man's coffee mug out of his dish strainer. That is. Okay, that is, that is accurate. Is but completely it, accurate. when you say it like that, it's not. They don't. The, come back next time for more on Alan Blade. <laughs> the uh, statute of limitations has passed. I think. Um, uh, I'm not on, sure if you even committed theft. a crime. Honestly, I really am not. He willingly gave it to you. He did give me his blessing to take yeah. the mug. That's true. Anyway, the place is Southington, Ooh. Connecticut, and the year is 1986. Alan and Carmen Snedeker. Oh, okay. Not our Alan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Alan and Carmen Blade. What? Um, along with their three sons and one daughter mm-hmm. and two nieces. What? M- yep. Move into a duplex that they uh, had rented. Okay. So here's the situation. So um, 
Okay, first of all, the niece thing, the niece's parents are going through a pretty messy divorce. Mm. And so uh, I think it was I think it was Carmen's sister who was like, would you mind if the girls lived with you for a while because this is getting pretty bad? Yeah. Um, and they said, yeah, of course. Yeah. However, we are moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when the nieces came to live with them, they lived in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they ended up having to move to Connecticut because the, uh, the Snedeker's oldest son, Philip mm-hmm. had been recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Ooh. Okay. So they moved to Connecticut to be closer to Philip's doctors who were mm-hmm. at, uh, Yukon. Okay. Cause it's, it's going to be a long-term yeah. fight, yep. uh, yeah. especially in the eighties. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's still a long-term fight, especially in the eighties. Very, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. a whole thing. So the nieces had moved in with them, and then they were like, okay, they can they can stay here, but we are going to move to Connecticut. And I guess the, the sister was like, that's better still than what's going on in this house. This, Yeah, the, the, the divorce is sounding worse and worse. They're like, oh, you moved to a different state? That's actually probably better. That's, for <laughs> that might, yeah. That's, yeah, please take our children across state lines. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the less problematic version of what happens here. Not good. Um, so they move into this duplex. Now, the house does not look like what you or I might consider a traditional duplex. Mm. You know, we're, we're city folk. Mm-hmm. Sure. And yeah. we went to state college yeah. <laughs> and uh, we know, we know duplexes. So let me show you a photo of this duplex, just so you can kind of wrap your brain around what we're looking at mm-hmm. here. So this is the duplex. That is, that's not a duplex. That's a single family it's a, home. It's a big home. It's a yeah. big home. Lots of windows. I'm going to say quite a few bedrooms. Um, is it one of those where like you walk in the front door and then you're in like a foyer and you go left or right? Is it one of those kind of duplexes? Gotta be one of those because it is, it's it's a, it's a something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the architectural style would be, but it's, it's a house. It's a, (laughs) it's a house that's shaped like a house and Mm -hmm. it's got a little bit more house off the back. It's Mm -hmm. a lot, but it's white. It's got (laughs) siding. Your your architecture degree is coming in really handy right now. It's a house. It's got housey things. You like the house. There are windows. Housey part in the front. But you'll notice there are two mailboxes, one on each side of the door. But the door. So okay. So you're listening to this podcast. The door is in the middle of the house, like a door (laughs) typically is. And uh, there's not two doors. There's not like two. You know, that's what I would consider a duplex. Would have like two doors. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm not wrong. The the uh, uh when we lived in the murder engine, it was it was set up like this, to where you walked in one door, and then there was a left door that went upstairs, and a right door that went downstairs. Yes, so that's right. So I assume this is here. the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Someone bought this house and was like, "I could make double the rent." Yeah. <laughs> so and that's what they did. So this is a duplex. So, but it's not clearly not made to be a duplex. Right. Um. So anyway, so that's the house. So they move in. And uh, it's not. It's a nice, you know. It's a little quiet, quiet part of town. It's it's you know, yeah. It's a good house. Um, It's in their budget, and they've got so many people. um, Eight folks total. We counted. Yeah, it's too many people. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, so they move in, and they um, they go. They do a tour of the house. It looks great. They're like, this is going to be good. There's Mm -hmm. enough room for us all to sleep. That's the key because we have six children living with us right now. Um, They sign the lease and they move in. And they move their stuff in, and um, on moving day, they did their final kind of walkthrough, and they found some um, just normal stuff in the house, like floors and windows and, you know, like in the basement, normal stuff like um, like a medical gurney and like blood drains uh, and toe tags, um, some blood-stained well, furniture I mean, and a, a like, hoisting apparatus for coffins. Well. What? 
I don't know. It sounds like a lot of fun to me, honestly. I mean, if, <laughs> if I'm a kid, I'm like, I'm, I'm just like slack jaw looking at this. Like, there is a coffin lifting device in the basement. Mom, can we please have this place? Would you like <laughs> to see the coffin lifting device? I mean, I've seen them before, but I'd like to see what this one looks like. This one looks like this. Why is it so old timey? It is an old building. Okay, yeah, I guess. It's chains and pulleys, mm-hmm. and you could lift up a coffin from the basement, and it would go up through a trap door in the living room. Oh, it's an... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like an elevator. It's like a yep. dumb waiter for bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and this is Carmen, by the way, that you see here. Hey. Uh, the mom. <clears throat> um, so, 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 yeah, so they move in, and they're like, oh, the basement is a horror show. Mm, right, yeah. What is happening? And it turns out that the owner of the house, when he bought it in the 80s, mm-hmm. the building was a funeral parlor. Yeah, it kind of like, it, it, going back to like the vision, the, the visual yeah. of the house, it does have a bit of a funeral parlor it's type. It's pretty solid yeah. funeral parlor vibes. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, specifically the Hallahan Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. And when the, uh, the, <laughs> the owners of the funeral home moved out, they left all their equipment in the basement. Ah, typical. So, and totally again, typical. just to run us through, so there's a gurney, there are blood drains, which are good, I think, if you are doing mortuary work in the basement, you what want blood drains in the floor. It's the drains oh, in the floor where floor you wash blood. drains, just for blood. Okay, but they yes. don't go back into, like, the stormwater sewer. It's more well, like there's, a, I didn't read anything about that, so it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I assume I assume they go to their own place. I imagine the sewer district would be pretty interested to know where your blood drains are all glowing. That's right. got to be a special yep. permit, I think, yep. for, to dig a blood drain. <laughs> but where does it go? I don't know where it goes. What, mm. you like put it back to the ground? And you have I blood ground. I wouldn't think it would go, like, I would guess the sanitary sewer. Hank? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think the stormwater sewer would be set up to handle... I wouldn't think so. A lot either. of blood, Gore? maybe like some blood, <laughs> but not like a lot of maybe blood. like it level blood, but yeah. not you know. But I would yeah. also think like my, the sanitary sewer in the house, you know, like the toilet flushing sewer. I would think that's also not set up to handle like a lot of blood. You know, I would yeah. figure you need like a like a rainwater barrel, something. You know, just like something to to handle all that. A catch, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> the human body has quite a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and if you're processing a lot of bodies, you're gonna you're gonna you're going to have a lot of You're blood. Gonna, yeah. yeah. There's got to be like a septic like a septic tank situation for blood, right? And then someone comes out and like pumps it every year or so. Yeah. Yep. And, and then where know, does that blood go? Sinews and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't what know do where it goes. What happens to our blood <laughs> after we die? <laughs> I know I know where the where I know where like cattle blood and stuff goes and it is into sausage. The worst place you can imagine. Is it your mouth? It goes into a place called a rendering plant, and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. not going to talk about it anymore because it's the worst. <laughs> I don't think they've ever made a worse place on Earth than a rendering plant. And then you eat that, right? No, that no. Rendering is literally where like they take all the water out of it to where it's mm-hmm. just like organic matter. That's it. Okay. And then they try and burn that off. Okay. Um, seems fine. And take like all the chemicals and stuff out of it. So it's fine, except if um, like the smoke that comes out of it has a little bit too much fat in it, and it coats like everything around the plant in animal fat, which does happen. Could be delicious if those it, are like if it's like yeah. bread. That could be good. <laughs> but right, it's a glazed donut factory, and everything's cool. <laughs> um. Okay. So gurney, blood drains, toe tags, blood-stained mm-hmm. furniture, and the coffin et lifting yeah. thing, etc. So they find this out as they're moving in, and this is unsettling to them. I they mean, didn't like that. 
I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. I don't know. <laughs> what gets one person off gets another mm-hmm. person upset, you know? <laughs> so I, they, this, they, Carmen said they, they would not have moved in necessarily had they known that these things were in the basement, mm-hmm. but there had been renovation materials blocking the stairway to the basement when they mm-hmm. toured the house. Sounds like an excuse. I mean, it does. They're pot committed. They've already moved. I mean, well, this you, is the thing. So they you move do? in, right. Because what's the worst? I mean, it it's it's not the best situation, but like it's like there's ghosts down there. Yeah. Until also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was probably also financially impossible for them to move, so they lose their deposit, and then finding a house big enough for eight people on a budget mm. is going to be very hard. So yeah. they've got one in the hand is better than two in the bush, as they say. Yeah. Um, does that apply here? I think no. So. I think so. The house that they have in their hands is better than two houses that they don't have in their hands. Yeah, you know? two houses in their bush. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, no, two houses fine. in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided to stay. Um, now, again, so they have eight people, six children, which means uh, they do a quick count of the bedrooms and say, hey, someone's got to sleep in the basement. <sighs> no, I, I'm thinking I'm your kids are doubling up at that point. That's that's Well, scary. it's funny you say that. Two of the kids double up. In the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so Philip, who's the oldest, the one mm-hmm. who has who has cancer, he and Bradley, they're the teenagers. So mm-hmm. Bradley's younger, but he's I think he's like thirteen at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they sleep down. Go ahead. You have a- okay. No, I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm processing like if I'm a thirteen year old boy with my older brother. Right. I, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing to yeah. go to the murder basement. Yeah, we're daring each other, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, I, that's, I'm, I'm that's totally, gonna come back real soon. totally there. Yep. Totally there. Yeah. Um, so they double up. But the, the rooms aren't really big enough for doubling up. But if these two double up in the basement, mm-hmm. problem solved. Yeah, sure. So they sleep. They, they set their bedroom downstairs in what used to be the casket display room. It's probably very luxurious. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of satin. Mm-hmm. Probably. I believe it. Yep. And a plush carpet. Mm-hmm. Drapes. Yeah. Uh, drapes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had, I'll tell you something. If I, do you think a basement is the best place for a casket display room? I mean, usually that's like more the prep room and then you want a lot of natural light. I would I think, would think natural the, light yeah. would be good for the display room. Yeah. Generally. I mean, the ones I've yeah. seen. I mean, I've, I've been to a, like a, like a Connecticut mortuary, but you know, maybe, maybe that's the way they do it up there. I mean, they do a lot could of be, weird could stuff. Be, yeah, cultural thing. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the casket display room, which is just down the hall from the embalming room. So every night you go to bed, you're sleeping just a stone's throw away from the embalming room. Mm-hmm. Philip used to dare Bradley to sleep on the gurney that was in the morgue. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's textbook brother move right there. Yep. And Bradley was terrified. But, of course, he wants to look tough in front of his brother. He's not going to say no. Sure. Yeah. So he often would. <laughs> And this is something that later in life uh, we come to learn has fucked Bradley up quite a lot. <laughs> and at first he didn't know what a gurney was, so it wasn't a big deal. And right. then he learned what it was because I'm mm. sure his brother probably told him. Like, yeah. You dummy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he kept doing it. Um, so that's that's hard. But so the, the point for this story is so now at this point they're fucking around with things in the basement. Mm-hmm. And the ghosts, they I don't think they like that. Yeah. The haunting starts off pretty innocuously. Mm-hmm. So lights start flickering. This is probably like a week or two after they moved in. Lights start flickering. Um, doors open and close. 
things go missing around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, normal stuff. Um, and it actually, at this point, doesn't register to them the house might be haunted because these these are things that has happened. Like lights, we we have sure. lights that flicker, and I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the wiring that looks like a fucking mummy's rat's nest yeah. on our walls, <laughs> and not ghosts. <laughs> so they don't really register these as hauntings, but um, uh, until <laughs> until one night when um, Alan gets the first uh, electric bill in the house, and it's it's higher than he expected. Like, god damn it you kids yeah god, god damn these kids yeah. um they must be keeping their lights on all night long mm-hmm. down, in the, so he, down in the embalming room down, yeah. <laughs> you turn on that embalming <laughs> equipment again you goddamn kids <laughs> so he figures uh the best way to just make this stop is to <laughs> unscrew the light bulbs in some of the lighting fixtures <laughs> downstairs uh, all over the house. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Not just downstairs, yeah. but everywhere. Mm-hmm. But also downstairs, yes. <laughs> so he starts taking light bulbs out of fixtures. And so now only like, I don't know, like half the fixtures actually have lights in them. Mm-hmm. And then the lights that no longer have bulbs, mm-hmm. those lights start to flicker too. <laughs> and mm. that's when they think, there, there might be something wrong here. <laughs> Um, and then after a few weeks the children start seeing strange people in the house I mean any any people in the house would be like strange people at that point right well there's eight people total that's a lot of people (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know you, but I don't know everybody in this house. So maybe you're supposed I to be I forget. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, I don't I don't get the sense that these people had a lot of like new friends, like very quickly, like, mm. hey, yeah. We're going to parties and you know, hey, what do you guys always oh, move to the neighborhood? Oh why? Oh, our son has lymphoma and yeah. we're here for the hospitals. You wanna come see our embalming oh. room in the basement? <laughs> no? Oh, okay, no, that's fine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so the kids start seeing strangers in the house, and the person they see the most often is a thin, pale man with high cheekbones and long black hair. Hmm. They also, with some frequency, see an older man with white hair who uh, who wears a pinstripe tuxedo. Oh. Yeah. He's kind very nice. dapper. Yeah. Yeah. He dressed for the occasion. Sure. Um, and a few other folks kind of wander around <laughs> from time to time, and they tell their parents. The parents are like, I don't... We haven't seen this, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, we're going to keep an eye on it because we are concerned parents. But, you know, yeah, it's why the kids just like playing games. And then the hauntings begin to escalate a little bit. Um, For a while, the spirits here seem to target the mom, Carmen. Mm-hmm. One day while she's setting the, the dinner table, um, she's setting the table. She goes back to the kitchen to, you know, grab some things or whatever. She comes back to the dining room and all the dishes that she had put out are gone. And she's very confused, and she mm. goes back, and they're all in the cupboard. They have replaced themselves in the cupboard. Mm. Okay. So she grabs them and she resets them on the table, sure. thinking like, "One of the kids I'm is fucking with me, or maybe I'm." Yeah, yeah. Um, and it happens again. It happens several times while she's setting the table until she's sure, like, I have set this fucking table five times, yeah. and the dishes keep reappearing in the kitchen. Um, another day, she's mopping the floors. And the the water in the mop bucket suddenly darkens to a blood red color. Ooh. And it also starts to smell. Specifically, it starts to smell like rotting flesh. Hmm. And <laughs> there's one quote that she had that was like, 
<laughs> it got so red and smelled so bad that she was worried that it might damage the floors. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, anytime the, the you know the the, the mop water changes significant color or smell, I think you, I think it's time to like dump it out. And I think you consistency. Yeah. I think it turned like <laughs> thick. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you keep cleaning the floors with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be in a position to wonder if this is going to hurt the floors. Stop putting this on the floors. And then one morning she was in the shower when suddenly the shower curtain wrapped itself around her head and she couldn't breathe. <laughs> uh, those damn kids. <laughs> and she nearly suffocated. Um, actually, she only survived this because one of her nieces heard her screaming from the hallway and like mm. ran in. And uh, like pulled the shower curtain off Jeez. of her, but the kid runs in and sees the mom like struggling with this shower curtain yeah. that is suffocating her to death. Um, what a weird, what a weird thing to happen. To yeah, as a as a person, like you're running, like your aunt is in the buff, and <laughs> and you're like, do I save <laughs> is your this life? Like an autoerotic thing. Should I, I... should I step in or no? Yeah. I mean, I'll help you, but I'm also going to tell my therapist what's going on here. <laughs> um, so, so all this stuff starts happening to Carmen, but then, then something strange starts happening to Philip, the oldest son. He undergoes a very drastic personality change. All of a sudden, he just begins like spending his days just screaming and behaving very irrationally. Hmm. There were outbursts where he violently attacked his family members. And apparently he began hearing demonic voices that told him to do awful things to people. Ooh. Okay. Now, so they, this was concerning to them. Obviously. Uh, so they brought him to the doctors because, okay, he's going, he's undergoing all this cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So they brought him in doctors and they were like, well, okay, first of all, like the medication that he's on, like all these procedures, like I could this be creating auditory or visual hallucinations? Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, doctor said no. Mm -hmm. This is not. There's yeah. no. There's no chance of that with this with this medication. Um, so they they refer him to a psychologist, and psychologist diagnoses that it's schizophrenia, mm. but also notes there's nothing in Philip's history to suggest that this is actually something he suffered from. Yeah, like it just started mm -hmm. when he was like 17 years old, out of nowhere, and very mm -hmm. violently. Um, so Carmen and Alan think Philip is possessed. Hmm. And then one day, Alan and Carmen reported that they had been, quote, raped and sodomized by ghosts. Okay. This is... And... A... <laughs> I have no further information about that claim. Uh, uh, I mean... It speaks for itself, I think. Who do they... I'm sorry. Who do they claim this to? Um, neighbors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm... laughs> Okay, put yourself in their <laughs> shoes. Like, do you just do you just go next door, just knock on the door, both of you, obviously, both sure. of you knock on the door and be like, "Hey, do you have a few minutes for a story?" Because, um, shit's well, here's real, what I think: very real in my house. If this happened to you, mm -hmm. if you were um, sodomized by a ghost, uh -huh. the urge. To tell someone mm. would be so strong and also so terrifying, <laughs> right? Like, 
how you you can't go through that and not and just be like, well, we can't sell them. We'll, we'll take this. Yeah. Great. Like you, this it's so impossible. You have to let people know, but I, also it's so compromising mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah. And like, so terrible. I know my son just got diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, but unrelated. I was just raped by a ghost <laughs> in my house. It's, but I'm pretty sure I am mentally well. Yeah. It's a little awkward, you know, conversation-wise. It is. I mean, neighbors not the only ones they talked about this to. Mm. Um so you'll find the you'll you'll see the kind of media escape of this uh that emerges eventually. Um mm. So there were like interviews down the road and stuff, but um, this is something that they did report at a time to the folks around them that mm-hmm. uh, they were um, were sexually targeted by ghosts. Mm. So so things have escalated quite a bit. <laughs> is I think the the point here. Yeah, but they still can't really afford to leave. Um, they would like to leave. And they, I think at this point they're, they're willing to leave, but also it's like, if the ghost would just be cool and stop sodomizing everybody, this would be a great house. Yeah. Um, uh. so, but so they, they, they don't, they don't want to live here anymore. Right. But if they, if they can fix it, they would like that, that would be the best case scenario. Right. We still have like. Four months left on the lease. This is exactly what yeah. I was. They had to break the lease. Yeah. yeah. That's really expensive, especially in like in Connecticut. I bet. Oh. Yeah. Be serious. Yeah. They can't afford that. Yeah. And so, and also, again, they are, they are raising their two nieces currently. Mm-hmm. And also they're paying a fuck ton in medical bills, I assume. Uh, yeah, like they're not in a great position. Yeah. So before they worry about the hassle, like breaking their lease and mm-hmm. finding a new place to live, mm-hmm. they have an idea. Sleep in the yard. Not sleeping there. You way better, way better than that. Your idea is so dumb been, compared to their I'd idea. I've been sleeping in the yard ten minutes after all this started. By the way, every single story that we've talked about on this podcast, I would be sleeping in the yard. Um, no, their idea is way better. They hmm. call, they grab a phone, and they call Ed and Lorraine Warren. <gasps> yes, you may remember the. Warrens. I do recall Ed and Lorraine Warren, of course. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we. I think we met them in our Amityville uh, we did, episode. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, and just a refresher. These are uh, these are these are folks that were absolute superstars in the mm-hmm. paranormal investigator space. Mm-hmm. Um, they investigated some of the most high profile hauntings of the seventies and eighties and nineties. Uh, and again, as I as I threatened in the Amityville uh, episode, we're going to continue to come back to them. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna show up more for sure. <laughs> Um, Ed and Lorraine were their real supernatural power couple. Ed uh, Ed was a demonologist mm-hmm. and a lecturer and a and a writer, and Lorraine was a clairvoyant and a medium. Mm-hmm. So together they've got all the bases covered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Snedekers call them, and this is tough because in my notes, my notes app keeps changing Snedekers to sneakers, and so this whole time I've been trying to remind myself it's not it's not sneakers. The sneakers didn't call them. Snedeker's called them um, and like begged them to come investigate their house mm-hmm. and see if there's anything they can do to help. Mm. And the Warrens say, we'll come check it out. Sure. So the Warrens bump over to Connecticut and they, so here's their plan. They said, we will, um, we'll spend a few weeks in the house. We want to get the full experience. Mm-hmm. We'll set up camp here. We'll stay here. We'll do our thing. You all go stay in a hotel. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I was yes. like, how many people are in the house at this point? Too like, many people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Snedekers go to a hotel. Mm. Yeah. And the Warrens do their thing. Mm. They are investigating the house. Mm. They're uh, they're holding seances regularly. Sure. And they're doing whatever. I don't. I don't know. They're studying. Yeah. Like burning sage and shit. I, I, yeah. Studying Anything ghost scat yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever you do. They're deep in it and they're doing all their stuff. And they finally, they emerge from the house a few weeks later. And this is what they have discovered through all their investigations. Mm-hmm. Yes. When the house was a funeral parlor in its early days, mm-hmm. the original morticians, and this is probably from the 1800s or early 1900s, mm-hmm. the original morticians... Um, by the way, one of whom was a tall, thin man with long black hair. Oh, okay. The other was an older man who always dressed in formal suits. Uh-huh. Peace suits, perhaps. Mm-hmm, perhaps. These, uh, these men practiced the art of necromancy, and they had, quote, infused the home with a deep evil. Hmm. And specifically, they had uh, they'd mucked around with raising evil spirits so many times um, that the house was, quote, infested with demons. Wait, I don't the, know what it... I, the, go ahead. the morticians raised evils? Like, that's not... That's not in their best interest. You, know? uh, you don't think so? I mean, as a mortician, again, <laughs> what is your job? Right. Well, your job is to put people on the ground, but it doesn't say anything mm-hmm. about spirits. Right. People on the like, ground... What I, what I always like to say is, like, bodies in the ground, spirits in the air. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Body. necromancy brings spirits back up into the air. Yeah, and bodies in the ground, money in my pocket. That's how mortician yeah. works. So, like, well, why, the bodies were not the problem. The body, they were doing that. They were yeah. doing that just fine. Mm-hmm. But on the side, they were practicing necromancy, which is raising spirits. And uh, look, I don't know why. I, like who, it, financially, makes no sense. No sense financially. Well, there's no downside <laughs> <laughs> for them financially yeah. speaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know. It's like a fun thing. You have you have hobbies. <laughs> you know, you, uh, do a, but, you do a podcast yeah but it, it, it's two different worlds i i, I don't have <laughs> one world like one hobby doesn't interact doesn't interface with That's my, true. this uh, isn't like a podcast about engineering yeah exactly. About like machines and stuff yeah that would be career suicide frankly so <laughs> um i don't know if you feel, but i think morticians are they gotta be especially especially the fucking the well, 19th century like if you're going to be a mortician, you got to be pretty interested in dead people. <laughs> but not <laughs> that interested in dead people. You've got to be pretty interested <laughs> in dead people. <laughs> and so it's not surprising to me that two out of, you know, a thousand yeah. might be pretty interested in raising spirits <laughs> from the dead. It actually feels like a pretty straight line for That's me. Fair. That's fair. Um, but I don't know how this works. So I don't know. Like you raise spirits. I guess some of them get stuck there. Mm hmm. Which makes sense. Um, they can't find their way out of the house and stuff. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, so many of these stories, uh, these horror stories that we have are, you know, people raise these spirits from the dead mm-hmm. and the spirits Yeah, and they forget crazy. to open the window and, oh, my God. Uh, what happened? No, yeah. it's okay. in here. Yeah. So that, that's what that means. So the house is infested with demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the morticians died, they also became ghosts trapped in the house. Mm, okay. As we know from uh, yeah. from the from the sightings of these of these folks, um, and so this is this is the findings of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And now that they knew what they were working with, the Warrens decided the only way to go forward was to perform a very complex exorcism. Mm. They're going to exorcise all of the spirits, mm-hmm. 
all of the demons that are in this house. Hmm. Sounds expensive. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm sure they got paid very well. <laughs> and they hold this exorcism on September 6, 1988. Mm. Okay. It takes the entire day. Hmm. But at the end of the day, the Warrens walk out of the house. They say, this went great. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no Perfect. notes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And the house is now completely rid of evil spirits. Hmm. Okay. The Snedekers very cautiously move back in. Very pleasantly surprised to learn. Philip goes back to normal. They wow. see no more ghosts. They're never bothered by evil spirits again. Ted and Lorraine, my goodness. Yeah. They Ooh. really did something here. Yeah. Uh, and the Snedekers moved. Uh, they lived in this house for a little over two years. Um, eventually moved on, but mm-hmm. no problems. When they moved out, other folks obviously moved in. Eventually, the house was sold to new owners. Um, no one in this chain of custody has ever reported any signs of hauntings since then. Wow. Hmm. The Warrens really did something mm-hmm. there. Yeah. This is why, hey, this is why they're famous. This is why they're, uh, Clearly. Yeah. you know, they're the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie of, <laughs> of, of ghost things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a data reference, right? Yeah. They're not together anymore. Yeah. They need, like a, they, they need like, like a power couple name at this point, though, right? Ed Lane is not good. Yeah. Lored also is not good. Yeah. Mm. So we'll work on it. Yeah. I'm sure there's something yeah, there. Yeah. That'll yeah. be, uh, we've got time. They'll, they'll, they'll pop out mm-hmm. again. Um, so they did. So the house is clear. So now, of course, there is some skepticism about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them seems to be like, oh, we think Philip was on drugs. Maybe. Who is it? Really? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's the 80s. Um, and then the other big skepticism seems to be like, well, if the house is so haunted, why, why do people stop being haunted there? Mm. It's like, man, do you know what an exorcism is? They yeah. just did it so well. Yeah. Like they flushed the ghost dummy. down the toilet. It's yeah. how it works. Yeah. They, they took the hose and they were like, down the blood drain, you go. Mm-hmm. And now it's in the backyard somewhere. Mm. Um, and I don't, and I, I really, I don't know, like if it's a fake ghost, if you're just like making it all up, I don't know if you go the ghost sodomy route. Yeah. That feels, like, th- yeah. Like a bit of a reach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to go around that, it's, uh... <laughs> um, or maybe you do. I don't know. Either way, the story, <laughs> can we please move on? Do you have something else you'd like to say? No, I am holding up at this topic. <laughs> uh, um, Either way, uh, the story of the Snedekers was made into a movie in 2009 mm. called The Haunting in Connecticut. Oh, doesn't sound familiar. You'd probably recognize the uh, the cover. Would I? I think so. I did. Blockbuster so you might. days? I mean, okay. No, it's after those. But I think once you once you work at Blockbuster and you get mm. used to um, to recognizing covers, mm. you you never stop. Okay. Right? Here it is. What? Have you never seen this before? I have not seen a boy throwing up a trophy before. No, that's <laughs> it's interesting it to me. It is a very strange cover, <clears throat> for sure. Um, it's not what I would choose. Yeah, I would maybe like leave that in just in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely have a memory of this of this uh, hmm. this cover. Interesting. Um, horrible. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. 
Uh, would you like to guess the Rotten Tomato score for this movie? Mm, 35%. Would you like to revise your <laughs> guess? <laughs> 15%. Close. 16%. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um, but audience score... 45%. Mm, so I mean, I split the difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the Haunted Connecticut, if uh, you want to check it out, it's uh, there's they took some liberties, of course, but there's um, <laughs> there's actually a really weird website that I'll link to in the in the show notes, the sources that um, kind of did like comparison, like, did this thing from the movie really happen? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was like, yes, this really happened. And sometimes it was like, no, Hollywood did this. So it was kind of interesting to see what weird stuff they kind of threw in there. Um, but the most interesting thing about the movie, I think, mm. uh, about The Haunting in Connecticut is that there was a sequel. Uh, and the sequel was called The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia. Ooh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's a Let me totally guess. unrelated ghost story that takes place in Georgia. Okay. So I'm going to go with <laughs> lower Rotten Tomatoes score on Haunting of uh, Ghosts of Georgia. You would think, wouldn't yeah. you? I, I, yeah, clearly. You would be wrong. Oh, really? 19%. Oh, so close. <laughs> so very close. <laughs> um, but that is the story of the uh, the haunting in Connecticut, of the Snedeker house. Hmm. And if, uh, hey, listen, folks, if you if you think this is fun, just wait. We've got so many wild <laughs> things coming down the pipeline. Go subscribe. If you're not subscribing, what are you, what are you, what are you even doing? Go yeah. subscribe to Is This a Ghost, wherever you get podcasts. Um, and also rate and review. We've been stuck at 22 uh, Apple podcast reviews for mm. a while now. We've kind of like hit a, we've hit a ceiling mm. in some ways. And that's, that sucks. <laughs> Patrick, will you please go finally, will you please go review us? Yes. Yeah. Finally. I keep asking. I, I, will. I will. I will. Thank you. Okay. Um, and you all do that. And that would be great. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, oh, just a reminder too, that, uh, you know, if you want to host a listening party for, is this a ghost with your friends, you could do that. You email us at, is this a ghost at gmail.com. We will help you set it up and we will send you a, an exclusive episode, a little ghosty of, uh, is this a ghost that no one else will hear except you and your friends. And I guess anyone else who does this with their friends, they'll probably hear it too. <laughs> I'm not going to make a thousand of these things. Um, but let us know. We would love that. Uh, gosh, what else? You you're preoccupied with your with your phone right I'm now. To, I'm trying to leave a review, but it says that I've already <laughs> left a left a, a three star review, which seems uh, yeah. that seems that seems upsetting yeah, and well. uh, in multiple for multiple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you hey everyone, do better than Patrick. And uh, you have any final final thoughts on this one, Pat? No, I um pretty excited to to uh, find out what the uh, Ghost of Georgia was. So we'll just have to move next week. <laughs> Who knows? I guess so. <laughs> Well, good night, everybody, and have a good one. And thank you for listening to Is This a Ghost? Ghost.